Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program, and we are so blessed that you have taken uh, some time out of your day to join us here at Shouts of Grace. Um, We are extremely blessed, and we pray that God uh, blesses you as we uh, look today at a topic that is no doubt going to be very controversial. Um, People will, will be tempted to apply maybe perhaps meaning to our conversation in the context of what's happening um, in our society today. And so uh, we will leave that between you and God. We will do our best to stay uh, completely true to the text. But if you are joining us first for the first time, we want to say welcome and let you know with that intro, you're probably wondering maybe what Shouts of Grace is all about. Uh, we're a, just a, a Christian program. We're a, we're a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. And we just have about 125 episodes. I've um, been doing this for about two and a half years where we take different scripture uh, we 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 look at them. We pull we pull it apart. Um, some of them. Sometimes we deal with topics as as we look at um, today through scripture through the lenses of a biblical worldview. Um, and then we just let it rest with you. And so if you're a first-time listener, that's what we're about. We're blessed you could be here. And um, if you are a return listener, we just want to say thank you for your support. And so um, as often is the case, I have uh, guests in studio, sometimes um, on online, but today again in studio, I have a very uh, good friend of mine, Pastor Joe Funicello, one of the elders at Redemption Hill Church. Hello, Mr. Funi. Hello, Pastor Steve. <laughs> and then uh, Pastor Mike Cunningham, who is a good friend, also attends Redemption Hill Church and is a future church planter. How are you, my brother? So glad to be here today. Good, good, good. Well, guys, today I'm just going to throw the bomb. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there, and um, and you know it's going to seem like it's perhaps directed at our current, um, you know, troubled landscape in our country and some of the things we're going through socially. And, and it's not completely apart from it, but, um, but I'm just going to go ahead and, and start this. It's in Romans chapter 13. And um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to kick this off by reading a section of scripture. It says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. So let me let, let me stop there before we go on any further. Um, you know, when we talk about the sovereignty of God, that sometimes that can be a little like twisting in the head. Because for instance, when I read this, where there is no authority that is from God, no authority, right? That means even the bad authorities, right? People people would have a hard time with that. And I understand that. Um, you know, Talk about, just real quick, Mike, talk about how the sovereignty of God is infused in this, because sometimes we think that that if God's involved with something, it should always turn out good and right and perfect. And if it turns out any other way, that somehow it's bad and it's wrong and it's not a part of God's will. And the reason I bring this up is I think of myself, God raised up a nation Babylon, mm-hmm. specifically to judge all the nations around it with horrific treatment, 
and then turn around and in the fourth generation judged Babylon. <laughs> so mm. he used them as a tool. He used Nebuchadnezzar as mm-hmm. an instrument, in some sense, an unrighteous instrument as an instrument of God's righteous decrees. And and the last thing you would want to say or a person would hear in that day is, well, every, every governance is from God. So, so talk about our very limited view in what God can or can't be doing associated with his sovereignty when he brings up a leader, good or bad, even if it's a bad leader. Oh, absolutely. And I, I love reading scripture and seeing the, the environment that many people functioned in. You look at Joseph of Egypt, you look at Daniel, yeah. you, look at, you look at some of the, 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 these godly people functioning in incredibly antagonistic difficult circumstances and it was not a situation where they completely changed the government to, to, to dial it to perfection to their 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 yeah their perspective they functioned in it and were you know were a source of inspiration to others and and of something to point to because the, of the contrast that you see oh wow Shad Meshach and Bentigo yeah. and and Daniel they that they wow those they're outpacing everybody wow that because the contrast wait we were we're pointing to something bigger than ourselves and and that tension actually points to God so so would you say then that there's an avenue to praise God even when the harshest of leaders like like Nebuchadnezzar with Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and 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 with the case with Daniel that there's always an opportunity that the faithful can be faithful, that they don't have right. to abandon just because there's a bad a bad ruler that comes up, the faithful can still be faithful to God. Absolutely. And again, it it and in doing so, it actually points more people to God. Because again, so sometimes that contrast, even though it's terrible, feels bad, it goes against our human nature that we want comfort and ease. But sometimes perseverance and and faithfulness is the greatest act of worship that is more inspiring to people than if things were just, you know, easy and easy going. And here's what's interesting, Joe, you know, taking off of what he said about Nebuchadnezzar um, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, was it not the faithfulness? Talk about the faithfulness of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and the impact it had on the wicked leader. Um, Well, what ends up happening, of course, is as they're walking around in the midst of that, he goes, oh, I see someone like the Son of God. So he actually is able to see something um, in the the realm where he sees uh, uh, the power of God working, and then he says, you guys didn't listen to me. You did what was right to serve your own God. And it had an impact on Nebuchadnezzar. And mm. so, of course, later on you see that God really has an impact on Nebuchadnezzar. But at that point, it is a witness to him that you served your God and didn't didn't dial back because of the threat of death. You were a witness for your God, and, 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 and he praised them. Yeah, and, and you know what? That's a great point because I know there's a lot of people, I'm one, that believe we're, we might see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. I mean, there's yeah. he, he, there's a transformation in one chapter that you think, wow, you know, yeah. th- this guy who said, look at the kingdom that I built, yeah, yeah. bows down and <laughs> says, there ain't any other God but the God of Israel, you know, and so w- right. we'll see about that. But I, I think your point is excellent, and that is when we do what's right in God's sight, oftentimes with the right heart— what we do, and if you look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were very respectful to Nebuchadnezzar. They weren't they weren't jerks. They just weren't going to obey the decree that went against their faith and their respectfulness and their gentleness, but their perseverance 
actually very quite possibly led to the conversion of a king who was otherwise very, very antagonistic towards yes. towards those who wouldn't bow to anybody, you know, to anybody else but him. And so I think there's a great, a great lesson in that. Um, going forward here in Romans chapter 13, it says in verse two, therefore, whoever, since all the authorities are from God, whoever resists the authority, resists what God has appointed and those who resist will incur judgment. Now, in order to give some context to that, um, you know, what there is an importance sometimes in words and in, in what is written. And this word resist means to set up arms against or to battle. It's not talking about disagree. Whoever, it doesn't say, therefore, whoever disagrees with the authorities disagrees with what God. It's talking about a, a taking up arms against in a rebellious type of anarchist view is I'm going to do this and overthrow this. That's the thing. That's the thing it's talking about. Now, Mike, you know, we, we got a lot of issues going on in our society right now, and it's hard for a reader not to read that and just say, well, God's on our side then and like this, right? I, I get that. Um, but really what God's talking about here is God is for law and order, right? He's for an order. I mean, if you look at the nation of Israel and you look at not only the giving of his law, but what would happen when the breaking of that civil law, I mean, there's, if you look at the law, it's not just a religious law. God institutes civil law and how we're to treat one another, how we're to, how we're to act in, in, in payment to other people and, and the consequences of what happens when, when we break those laws. God is, God is very clear. In fact, if you go through the civil part of the Tanakh, you go through the, or the Torah, you're not going to find very, very often where God doesn't tell you a part of the civil law and give you the consequences of what happens if you break the law. So God is saying, look, law matters to me. Why does law and order matter to the king of the universe? Why is it that we see the worst things happen to humanity when every man does what's right in his own eyes? Why does law and order matter to God? Well, he's not a, a God of confusion. He's not a God of disarray. And, and again, he doesn't call us to anarchy and, and craziness. You know, there's, you know, things kind of sift in as, as our cultures do. And, and, and there's right, wrong. I mean, from our eyes, um, different people come into power to help keep this thing organized. And, and I think that we just kind of have naturally, you know, come around some kind of system of governance because we have to have those to, to, you know, to meet our, our, our needs. Now, regarding that, what's, in, what's unique about America is that we've had religious liberty and we've had the ability to believe what we believe. Like, for example, back in the England, they had like theocracies and they had, you know, times that the government and the, and the church were intertwined and that got complicated. And, but what's interesting in the last, in my lifetime, I've kind of seen two approaches that, you know, to religious liberty in my denomination that are like, you know, one was some kind of a moral majority where was there, there was activism, you know, we're going to use the system. We're going to be obedient and compliant and we're going to, um, you know, partake in the, you know, and making sure that we you know, take care of certain issues and, and, and speak up for certain things. And there's others that take more of a prophetic minority kind of, um, view that just says it's our job to kind of detach, but also speak into, you know, from, you know, use communication and use, um, our influence to maybe help change the culture and uh, and but both of those are within a law-abiding civil manner that don't involve violence or or anarchy. Right, right. And I think of you know I want to talk about this a little more on the other side of the break. But um, you know I think I I I, I think there's a, a delicate balance when you talk when Jesus says my kingdom's not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight. You know 
I don't think he's saying close your eyes to injustice, shut down. It's a part of this world and you're a part of another one. So just forget about it. Serve your time here. And then when you give up the ghost, then then you can enter into eternity. I don't think that is the case at all. I, I think, you know, if, if that were the case, Jesus would just take us because we're, if we're made for eternity, why stay here on earth? Why call us salt and in, in, in light? Why, why say we're a preservant or a preserver of what's good? Why say do good and, and, and do just, right? And so I don't think Jesus is saying, if you're a Christian, don't worry about this world because it's not your home and check out of it. That's, that's absurd. Um, but there is a balance too, because our interest in this place is to be secondary to what Colossians 3, 1 says, when our affections are set on the things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand. I think we show the faithfulness of God for the glory of God as we seek to live out what's right and good in this life. And so I want to talk about that on the other side, because one of the things he says next is, the rulers are not a terror to good conduct. You're listening to Shots of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. Um, super excited and blessed that you can join us. Hey, before the break, we were just talking about Romans 13 and just this idea of what it means to be a believer and to be subject to the authorities that are from God um, and, and this idea that that resisting or the idea of rebelling um, with, with, with no reason or purpose other than the general expression of what's in our heart as sinners— is actually not from God. That that God does desire law and order. Um, and 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 Mike was even saying that that we happen to live in a free country where where we can do things in a way that's that's legal and glorifying to God. And so um, I want to talk about this next one in 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 line with this. It says, um, you know, don't don't resist, don't set up otherwise uh, set up rebellion against authorities. Otherwise, judgment will incur. Verse five um, or verse yeah verse three. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Uh, would you have no fear um, of the one who is in authority? Uh, J- Joe, you were a law enforcement officer for many, many years. And, you know, generally speaking, you know, for the majority of the time, um, I, I, I think you could probably speak. This is true of, of most law enforcement officers, right? Oh, yeah. You, you're, you, Absolutely. You want to enforce the law and those who keep the law generally they're they're not a terror in other words you know talk about talk about just this general idea that god says look if you do good and you do right and your conduct is just and right you're going to be okay but if you don't you're 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 going to suffer the consequences as a law enforcement officer for 30 years you you saw that firsthand Yes. And, you know, 99.99% of the time, um, you know, police officers are out there to do what's right. And, um, and that is their, the general motivation. That's why you get into law enforcement. You're there to serve and help people and do what's right. And sometimes serving and help people, you know, if you go to a family dispute and the wife's all beaten up, 
well, what are you going to do? Well, you take the husband to jail, right? You're serving and helping that wife and that family and those kids get an abusive guy out of the house. But um, those who reject authority, and you see it um, all the time on just a simple, simple traffic stop. Oh, you ran a stop sign. Can I have your license and registration, please? Which I did thousands of times, right? And all of a sudden, what you see a lot of times, it escalates. No, you can't have my license. Or why'd you stop me? Well, you know, you went through that stop sign and, you know, there were kids there and you didn't see it. I'm sorry. And license, no. And one thing leads to another. And all of a sudden, there's this big, dramatic thing. And, And just to respect authority, you give the license or registration and you could go on your way. But people end up having tremendous um, uh, negative things happen to them because they escalated it and it went down a road that it never, never should have if they just did the simple request and what the law enforcement officer and, wanted. And, and, that, and that, that brings up a good point because I think, I, I think a lot of times what's discounted in, in a lot of this process is the fact that evil does live in our hearts, Mike. Rebellion lives in our hearts, right? I mean, Paul even says, you know, no one's good, no one's right, no one seeks after God, right? There, there's an inference there that what God saw in the beginning of Genesis, uh, you know, every thought of man's heart is continually wicked all the time, right? It's, there's something there. Now, Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart's deceitfully wicked above all else. There's a, <laughs> there's a permanency of sin that resides in us, and part of sin, a good portion of it, its DNA, is rooted in rebellion. First, rebellion to God, and then rebellion in our relationships with others, right? And you see that in the home. I mean, you were a youth pastor for many years, Mike, just like myself, and and you saw rebellion in, in its incubation stage, right? When it was growing and maturing, right? As if somehow it wouldn't have a, a place to play out in the future, you saw it at home. And so talk about the need to establish the validity of authority at the youngest of ages. It's good. Okay. First of all, hurting people hurt people. That's the thing I say over and over again, because everyone brings their life experiences to whatever situation they're in. And so, you ever had a time when someone's really ugly to you and you know, this is not about me. Something yeah. else is going on here. Yeah. And in some cases with, with our, our homes, if there's been Rab, you know, just total dysfunction or neglect or abuse in the home. Then what happens is that child becomes this this collection of terrible experiences and terrible attitudes and, and mistrust and and issues that they're going to take into their adult life and their and how, whatever um, adult experiences they're going to have, they're going to view it through that lens and, yeah. and take that and take that with it. And in some cases, act out and punish others for their upbringing. Then there's also the others who were, the parents maybe were too permissive with their children and too affirming and didn't really put boundaries or, or wisdom in them. And they come out there and they just kind of don't know what to do. And they, and they make, you know, a bunch of inadvertent mistakes or they are kind of um, a little bit too into themselves to really, you know, to, to affect change or, 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 you know, they are easily swayed into, into bad influences and deceived. Um, you know, it's very important at that, at those young ages to form people's character and to because that's going to be what's going to inform the rest of their life. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think I think we can't we can't overemphasize enough that that in the same way that you grow as a person from the youngest of ages, you you grow in how you view authority. If in the end you grow up and every man does what's right in his own eyes, there is nothing that is more 
um, opposite of, of God's character and nature. Because when we get older, we are going to be called to a bow, to bow to the to the supreme authority over every authority, which is that of God, whom we can't see. It's going to be an action of faith. We're going to have to put our trust in. But what we don't realize and is, is that we're being groomed and taught in that bowing in the future to God by how we view authority along the way. Now, that's not to mean that that authority is always righteous in, in how it plays itself out. We know that. We're not dumb. But I think what he's saying generally here is whether it's the government or whether it's, you know, the state or the law enforcement or whatever, generally speaking, what God is saying is if you do right, it's going to be well with you. If you do good, you're going to be approved of, you know, might you run into a situation where, where, you know, you kind of got that, that 1%, you know, Joe's saying 99% is, you might run into the 1%. Sure. You know, but, but it generally speaking if you obey the law and you do what's right, can I have your license and your registration? Sure, here you go. You're going to get the ticket, right? But you're going to drive away. Everything's going to be fine. But let's talk about real quick in the last couple of minutes we have left because there is a balance. What happens when the authority of man collides with that of God's? What happens when you run into a, an Acts 4 or 5? Don't speak in his name. We warned you not to, and they got up and they did it anyway. What happens when you have a law that is passed and made across the board where it takes an entire generation of people and it rip and, 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 it, and it hurts them and, and kills them in the womb. And those laws are in conflict with God's. What ought our response to be? Do we just simply obey the authorities? How far do we go? I mean, we talked about this off air. We've got uh, uh, several churches in California right now that are like, hey, man, we're we're meeting. We don't care what the government says. This is this is where is the line there? I mean, do we just capitulate and everything or is there a balance? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. What do you think, Joe? Well, you know, I think it uh, goes on a case by case basis. Um, and I think what you see um, the churches in California doing is, you know, they said, it's, you know, they're saying, look at this is completely unfair. You can have this open, that open, these other things open, but you can only meet with this and you can't sing and you can't do all these things. And they're coming to a point where, you know, you let protesters or other people assemble and didn't say a word about all that. And, but we can't meet. And I think they are taking that stand like the church does uh, with abortion and saying, that's just flat out wrong. We don't care. Um, not that we don't care, but we look at that law and say that law is wrong because it goes against God's moral law and it goes against yeah. God's heart. Now that, that gets sticky, Mike, doesn't it? It, does. it? it gets really, because it gets political very quick and people want to draw sides. But in the last minute, talk about the importance to, to really be close to the Lord so your convictions are formed by God and not the masses and not society. That's right. It all is rooted in scripture and in our faith. And, and our, our citizenship should be a natural outpouring of that. And my, my, con, my one encouragement is, you know, don't, we have, we have these opportunities to be active in our government and, and to be advocates in a legal and in a um, God honoring way. And we should not uh, shy away from those. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, listen, you guys, we are out of time for, for, for this episode of Shouts of Grace. And, um, you know, I just want to say this uh, to people, you know, God, God's 
Convictions are given by God's spirit. And as you seek the Lord and draw close to him, you will have, Scripture says, the mind of God. And I think what we need in this day and age is the mind of God and the heart of Christ. And that will move us to our actions in the way we think. So we hope this has been helpful to you. Um, God bless you guys. And we will see you next time on Shouts of Grace. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts.